When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I shared something on Instagram, like reshared it or posted it or whatever, reshared, whatever. I don't know what the proper word is, but it's had an effect on me that I wasn't really expecting it. Okay. It was um, the phrase, what's the best that can happen? Because when you talk about situations, the inclination is to always go, well, what's the worst thing that can well, happen? Well, especially for you. Yeah. Because you are the king of, I want to poke every single hole in it. Yeah. So I'm prepared. Correct. And I use that desire to be so prepared as an excuse to be pessimistic about a lot of things. So I read that and it said, what's the best that can happen? I said, I want to challenge myself to just try to flip it a couple of times. You know, flip the way I think about things for a couple of weeks. And I want to think about what's the best that can happen instead of what's the worst that can happen. And I've been trying to do it. I haven't made a big deal about out of it. I've just been, it's just been the way my brain has been trying to go recently. Okay. Mm -hmm. What is the best that can happen? And we're making a lot of decisions right now, big decisions about the rest of the year for for 1022 and we're laying the groundwork for for things that when if they work out when they work out really well are going to be really really great but they could also have challenges they could fail miraculous spectacularly yes so i in my head was Dry and you and Ellie were in the car with me, but I was driving to dinner the other night. We were driving to dinner the other night, and for whatever reason, my mind started to go about how horribly wrong everything that we have planned for this year could go. Mm-hmm. I didn't say it out loud. I know oh, even... I knew that you were doing that. Oh, you did? Yeah, because we woke up on Sunday. I think you're talking about Saturday, right? And Sunday we woke up, and you were like, just had this panicked look on your face. I did? Yeah. And That's because the dog peed on the couch. Well, I know, but do you not remember me saying to you a couple of like times over the weekend, like, are you okay? Are you okay? Anyway, it's neither here nor there, whether you think you have a good poker face, but no, you didn't say anything. Keep going. Well, I did because it was something. Yeah. So it popped into my head while we were driving to dinner. And so in my brain, I said to nobody in particular, to the universe, to whoever happened to be listening to to my crazy brain thoughts, I said, what's the best that can happen? And then I said, I need a sign. And something that has stuck with me for years is this short video clip of a person saying that he never has to circle a parking lot to find a great parking spot Mm -hmm. because when he approaches the parking lot, he just visualizes an upfront spot, a VIP spot. He just visualizes somebody leaving a great spot as he's pulling in. And I kid you not, 
I asked for that as we were, and I said, I need a sign and I would like you to use the parking lot to give me that sign. And I kid you not, where did we park at dinner? Like the second spot from the front. And that little thing has given me life since then. I'm like, oh my gosh. Like I, it's, it's exactly what you needed it to be. At the exact right time. Mm-hmm. And it's so, and I am forcing myself because uh, to embrace that because I'm also the type of person who says, all right, show me a sign that I'll make more money this year or something. And then I find, you know, a $20 bill in the dryer that was in my pocket that I didn't realize mm-hmm. like four minutes after saying, show me a sign. And I'm like, oh, well, that's probably just a coincidence. Mm-hmm. Like, no, it's not. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Or like getting a phone call from somebody going, hey, we overcharge. Show me a sign that I'll have more money next year than I have this year. And then I get a phone call while that thought's still in my head. Hey, we overcharged you. So we're putting 50 bucks back on your credit card. And I'm like, oh, that's a neat coincidence. Mm-hmm. But show me a real sign. I'm not doing that with this. I'm owning that sign. Yay. The upside means living in gratitude, finding the positive in every experience, and helping other people do the same. You are now part of the movement. Welcome to The Upside with Callie and Jeff. If this is your first episode of The Upside, welcome. If you've been here before, welcome back. My name is Jeff Dollar, and today I'm grateful for Amazon delivery drivers. My name is Callie Dollar, and I am grateful for our dogs. Um, the reason I brought up the Amazon delivery drivers is because I have not been able to get that that scene out of our head from Sunday morning. Jeff and I were driving to a friend's house on Sunday morning to drop something off. And she happens to live near, apparently, a Amazon warehouse. So there was a point where we were driving to her house where we were 100% surrounded by Amazon Prime trucks. And there were like a... They were coming from all directions. They were coming from all directions. And it was like watching bees find a hive. Like it was, <laughs> it, was. it was awesome. And for whatever reason, it brought Jeff and I so much random, ridiculous joy for no reason other than, oh my gosh, Amazon makes there us were so just, happy. There were just so many Amazon Prime trucks that it, it started out kind of comical. And then it it quickly could have become a horror movie. Like it could have been the invasion of the prime drivers. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like if they all collectively revolted, they could have overtaken a small city. Yeah. Perhaps an entire state, a smaller state, like a, like a, like a Delaware or a, a Vermont or something. But a state nonetheless. But they could have overtaken a state had they, had they wanted to. Yeah. A friend of mine shared something really personal and I wanted to share it on the show for the sake of the theme of not being alone. And I feel like parents are a complicated thing because either things, I feel like either things are supposed to look like they're perfect or people outwardly tell you that they have a horrible relationship with their parents. And there's no really in between, in my opinion, of of being honest about what some parent-child relationships really look like. And that makes people feel, I think it's easy to make people feel really isolated if you don't fall into one of those categories. Right. It's one of those things where there it's either extreme A 
or an extreme Z, but the rest of the alphabet doesn't exist. It's just like, oh, yeah, it's fine. Like B through Y is like, eh, doesn't happen. Right. So my friend posted this and I wanted to read it because I thought that someone needed to hear it. She said, my dad died Monday night. We have not spoken since I was 17 years old, and my last interaction with him was the day I left for college. Most obituaries and eulogies are highlight reels, never the real deal, so I'll do my best for a genuine accounting and tribute here. My dad was tortured and broken. I honestly believe he probably did his absolute best. He was not at all awful, as I was reminded today by a childhood friend when she remembered that she tagged along to a daddy-daughter dance when her father was not available. There were glimmers of brightness and kindness for sure. Most of my memories of him are riddled with sadness, but there were moments and skills I will always appreciate. He taught me how to throw a baseball, how to ride a horse, how to fish, how to drive a tractor, how to go camping, how to roller skate. He also showed up for many 5 a.m. swim practices, and we spent an extensive amount of time watching Braves baseball on TBS and Western movies on Sundays. We also had a great deal of time in the truck, driving back and forth to and from town and his house in the country. Lots and lots of windshield time. My dad was great at play and leisure. He stunk at the rest. He was around when things were easy, scarce when it got hard, and was always missing when the bill came. He never saw me through college, never saw me experience heartbreak, travel, get married, or start a business. He never bothered to meet his only grandchildren. He never even asked. Sometimes it's absolutely overwhelming and so utterly heartbreaking to consider all of life and living that he has missed out on all while sitting 50 miles away. He missed out on all the good stuff and absolutely all of the really, really hard stuff by his own choice. He left all of this to my mom to handle alone and to my sweet husband in later years. I wished for him to be someone he wasn't so, so many times. However, he was my dad. He gave me life and a few special childhood memories. It's nice for this very complicated chapter of my life to end for me. And I wish him peace in his next stage. It's so sweet. It's sweet and it's sad and it, it honestly makes me want to cry. But I, I sent her a text message and I was like, you know, I think that you're really brave and and good for you, you know, for for unpacking how you feel about it and not saying, yeah, like my dad was great and the relationship was great, like because he did great things, but also not saying he was really horrible and he was a terrible person because there were good things that he brought to your life. And sometimes things are really complicated, especially with a parent when you feel like they're supposed to be, you know, your hero. And if they ever let you down, it's really hard to unpack. So I thought she was really brave for sharing that. And I am sure that there are many people listening that have a complicated relationship with their parents. And um, yeah, so I wanted to share that. There might be one person listening who just heard that and all of a sudden now has permission to feel, like to use the analogy from the beginning, one of those letters between extreme A and extreme Z. Yeah. You know, because you can't, you might feel like you have to either be one or the other. And somebody might have just been like, oh my gosh, I can, I can feel both feelings. Yeah. It's like, it's what we talk about with gratitude all the time. Like you can feel grateful for the positive stuff, even if the positive stuff is connected to negative stuff. Yeah. You can, and you can feel 
crappy about the negative stuff. It also made me think something. It kind of put a parenting thought in my head. And I can't remember if we've talked about this before or not, but it kind of like made a little goal for me as a parent to really allow myself and to allow us, like you and I, um, to be vulnerable with Ellie and to admit that we're imperfect and that we make mistakes no, and to show her. I'm not going to tell her that I'm anything but perfect. Because <laughs> you want everyone to think that you're perfect? Yeah, except in one like two hour period over the weekend, I both stepped on her and bit her finger. <laughs> so I have to somehow. She knows. I have to somehow convince her that those things were totally intentional. And you also were like holding her when you accidentally dunked her head on the, um, on the. Coffee table. Or yeah, the, the coffee yeah. table. Most most of her injuries are because of me. Oh my gosh! Yeah. No one has ever said that you weren't accident prone. Just, that's I know, but I can't believe I'm injuring somebody else. Anyways, that's I've got gotten us off. Track. Anyway, but I really I want to show her. Yeah, that you know I think one way to bridge the gap between oh my parents are angels and oh my parents are terrible is to you know be honest with our kids about being human beings, you know? Yeah. And I think your parents can be your heroes. Like I have amazing parents and I think parents can be your heroes, but can also be flawed because they're humans and all humans are flawed. And, and so a goal for mine, a goal for me and for you and I, Jeff is to, you know, be really honest with Ellie about our flaws and shortcomings. Or just knock her around enough so that she knows that <laughs> Jeff dad's so clumsy. Yeah. That he clearly cannot be perfect. Thank you for sharing that. Um, I would like to get your perspective from a, uh, I'm going to explain a situation that I was in and you are going to be woman in line. That's your role. Okay. Callie and Dollar, woman in line. Woman, Got it. Woman in line. I Am will I be, in line at the grocery store? You are in line to give your name for a wait list at a restaurant. Oh, okay. Got so, it. So you are giving your name at, at, at the wait list at a restaurant. You're in line. Um, I am playing myself. Okay. Hostess will be hostess. Okay. And am I behind you or in front of you in line? You're behind me in line. Okay. And uh, and the other character in the story is, um, I don't want to say belligerent. Um, a I'm day gonna, drinker. I, no, no. Where did that come from? Day drinker. Belligerent means drunk, right? No, belligerent just means like loud and oh, boisterous and bleh, I thought it was I drunk. Thought. Okay. Maybe it does. I don't know. Um, so there's going to be a man. So here's the, here's the sitch. Uh, I'm at, I'm standing by an empty hostess stand at a restaurant. Um, the hostess is obviously off seating another party. And this woman comes in behind me and we don't form a line. It's the entry area of a restaurant. So when the hostess comes back, she looks at both of us, like kind of going back and forth, waiting for one of us to, to tell her acknowledge who was, there first. Who was yeah. there first. And I said, I was next. And the, cause the woman had motioned to me and I said, you know, two people in a high chair, please. And blah, blah, blah. So I check in, um, out of nowhere after I check in, this man who I, I don't, he, he is big, not in a physical way. I think he's the type of person that if he's in a room, everybody knows he is there. Big in personality, mm -hmm. loud, commanding, mm -hmm. whatever. An older gentleman. Mm -hmm. 
I have no idea where he came from, but as soon as I turned after I gave my name, he's at the 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 stand saying to the hostess, yes, I would like to add my family to the wait list, please. And she didn't even, she did nothing to acknowledge the woman who was rightfully next. I had to pass the woman who was rightfully next. This is the character being played by you. Mm-hmm. I had to pass her as I left and I kind of rolled my eyes and I said something like, that's bold. And she goes, yeah. And then I left the restaurant. Now, because I overthink things, I immediately thought, should I have said something like either because I was physically close to the man and the hostess. So my first thought was, should I have said something and been like, oh, this woman was behind me. This was the next customer. This anything as soon as I witnessed it happening. Um, And then because I overthink my overthinking, my thought after that is. Or would that have offended the woman? Like, is this, like, I don't want to be a person who is. I don't think you would have offended the woman, but I think. um, Well, you're now the woman. So if the same situation happened to you, what thought would you have had about a guy who spoke up on your behalf when you were perfectly capable of speaking up? Like, she certainly could have said, I'm next. Or I'm whatever. I wouldn't have seen it as a man-woman thing. Like, I always think it's nice when someone does that. Uh, But I do think in that situation, speaking as someone who was a hostess for like five years, um, that the hostess should have handled that. But she did. Differently. But she didn't. So, yeah, if I were you, I would have just not said Yeah, I'm not asking you if you were me. I'm asking. Would I be offended? No. 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 You wouldn't have felt like oh, this man has to fight my battles for me type of thing? No, I would have been like, oh, thank God he said something because I can't, I don't don't want to say anything. Okay. Yeah. Because I feel like the the guy, the the large guy, the guy, the loud guy. Mr. Larger Than Life. Yeah, big personality guy. I think if my gut said if I had said something, then he probably would have said, he probably would have acknowledged his error and said, oh, so sorry, go ahead. But I feel like if she said something, he may, and this is being very judgy on this guy. Mm -hmm. I feel like he may, like there may have been like a joke made or something, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like there might've been a little bit of belittlement, Mm. right? So I don't know. I just way overthought it. And then I felt bad. I didn't feel bad for long. I felt bad for like 10 minutes. Yeah. But I felt bad. Ladies and gentlemen, please give it up for your next comedian here at Ellie's Comedy Club. You're going to love this guy. Welcome to the stage, Dad. When I was a kid, I was afraid of the dark. Now, when I get my electric bill, I'm actually afraid of light. KiwiCo is defining the future of play by making it engaging, enriching, and fun. They create super cool, hands-on projects designed to create a lifelong love for learning among kids. They have subscriptions for kids of all ages, from infants all the way to teens, that deliver enriching, 
hands-on experiences that will spark curiosity and inspire creativity. We got the panda crate for Ellie um, when she was just a couple of months old. And I would love to say that I always have time to fully research and to know what's best for her development every step of the way. But the truth is I really need help. The panda crate was filled with things that were developmentally important for her. And it taught me why it was important for her. As a parent, it can be hard to find creative ways to keep your children busy and challenged. KiwiCo does all the legwork for you, so you can spend quality time tackling projects together. Your child can get super cool, hands-on science, art, and geography projects delivered to their door every month. They'll be so excited to see these arrive in the mail. Redefine learning with play. Explore hands-on projects that build creative confidence and problem-solving skills with KiwiCo. Get 50% off your first month, plus free shipping on any crate line with code UPSIDE at KiwiCo.com. That's 50% off your first month at K-I-W-I-C-O.com, promo code UPSIDE. We're about six weeks into a new year, which means you should have already left behind the things that aren't serving you, like overdraft fees. But if you haven't, it's not too late. When your checking account balance is running low, the last thing you need to deal with is an overdraft fee. But with Chime, an award-winning app and debit card, you can save your hard-earned paper without paying overdraft fees. Eligible members can overdraft up to $200 on debit card purchases and cash withdrawals with absolutely no overdraft fees. So it's time to look forward and leave the junk like overdraft fees in the past. Make a great decision in 2022 and join over 10 million people using Chime. Sign up only takes two minutes and it does not affect your credit score. Get started at Chime.com slash upside. That's Chime.com slash upside. Upside. Banking services are provided by and debit card issued by the Bancorp Bank or Stride Bank NA, members FDIC. Eligibility requirements and overdraft limits do apply. Overdraft only applies to debit card purchases and cash withdrawals. Limits start at $20 and may be increased up to $200 by Chime. See Chime.com slash SpotMe. Bomba's mission is simple. Make the most comfortable clothes ever and match every item sold with an equal item donated. So when you buy Bombas, you're also giving to someone in need. Bombas designed their sock shirts and underwear to be the clothes you can't wait to put on every day. Everything they make is soft, seamless, tagless, and has a luxuriously cozy feel. Bombas are my go-to everyday sock. I am a huge fan of the performance no-shows. They perfectly hug your feet without feeling feeling bulky or really uncomfortably tight. I wear them with while I'm working out, but also every day with sneakers and they're perfect for both. Also, they never fall down or move out of place. So they're not a distraction in any way. There's a pair of Bombas socks for everything you do. You can even search on their website by sport for the ultimate performance fit. Socks, underwear, and t-shirts are the three most requested clothing items at homeless shelters. That's why Bombas donates one item for every one that we buy. Go to bombas.com slash upside and get 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash upside for 20% off. Bombas.com slash upside. Here are today's random things. My first random thing is. You didn't say three random yeah, things and it's weird. weirded me out. Yeah, that's weird. Okay. Take two. Take two. Today's three random things are, no, how do I usually say it? Here are today's three random things. Third times the charms. Charm. Wow. 
My first random thing is Maya Angelou wrote Hallmark greetings. Her random house editor disapproved of her decision to write for Hallmark. She was doing cards, bookends, and pillows saying that's too commercial. You can't do it. But she told USA Today, if I'm America's poet or one of them, then I want to be in people's hands. People who would never buy a book. I think that is from a social point of view. And from a commercial point of view, so brilliant. And that's a case of the agent or the manager overthinking. And I know you used to work in management and I know it's your job to protect your talent, but every single issue that I ever encountered with a celebrity, 90% of the issues were, were management fueled Yeah, because they're trying to make a decision. So they're like, what? You're Maya Angelou. You are like, you know, American royalty. We're not going to put you on a cross-stitch pillow in a a mall Hallmark store or available on Home Shopping Network. And uh, she's like, why wouldn't you? Yeah, that's awesome. And you know, she's like one of my favorites. We have a huge um, Maya Angelou quote, like right when you walk in our front door and it's one of my favorite quotes of all time. It's people will forget what you said. People will forget what you did, but they will never forget how you made them feel. And that is something that I try to live my life by. Um, yeah, she is amazing. I love her. My second random thing is the Cherry Hill School District announced in 2021 that an African American history class would be a requirement to graduate starting with the incoming class of 2025. Are there... I thought that was awesome. Is that just something that they're adding to the curriculum or were there electives in high school? I don't remember there being an elective. Like I think there it's something that they're adding to the curriculum, um, which I think is really cool and super important. And I absolutely think I would love is, for Ellie to take that. This is totally random, but I got in a uh, argument with somebody where I was convinced that there were no electives in high school. And then this person said to me, did you ever take typing? And I said, I did. And they were like, that's an elective. Like you could have taken. There were electives in our high school. You just said there weren't. No, I I said I didn't know. Yeah, no, we had electives in high school, but it wasn't like college electives. It was like, do you want to take modern world history or American history? I don't think we had electives like that. I think, but I remember, and I was trying to remember what the other courses were. And then I realized like we could take industrial arts, which was like shop or home economics. Like you could take Mm -hmm. one or the other. Yeah. They were electives. Mm -hmm. Why couldn't you take both? I don't know. Like, why can't I learn to make a shelf and balance? Because you also have to learn math. What do you mean? So there's like core stuff you have to learn. Like you have to legally take. And then there's like other stuff that you can choose this or this. I also took dance in high school instead of PE, which is, you know, Mm. All right, carry on. And my third random thing is Alice Allison Dunnigan was the first African-American female White House correspondent. She became the chief of the Associated Negro Press in 1947, which would allow her to become the first female African-American to follow a president's campaign out on the road. I thought this was particularly interesting. She had to pay her own way to cover Harry Truman on his campaign trail. But when John F. Kennedy was elected, she served as an education consultant of the President's Committee on Equal Employment Opportunity until 1965. Did all press have to pay their own way or did she? No, it was because she was a black woman. And I just thought that was really cool that she was like, 
yes, I'm going to cover this and this is what I'm going to do. And that opened, yeah, an incredible, um, an incredible job for her. And she was, I, a word I can't say on this podcast, a bad arse, a bad A. And those are my three random things. I would like to give Callie a mom of the year award for something she did a few days ago. Okay. I will take that any day. And I'm awarding this to you because I could see the struggle and the panic and the, and the, and the pain on your face, but you powered through. Um, Oh, I know what you're going to talk about. (laughs) We're at dinner with Ellie. We're at a restaurant and she was. Uh, at some point she just got it every, about once every three or four meals, she just, she decides that everything in front of her needs to be on the ground next to her. Mm-hmm. And she will systematically pick things up one by one and just drop Very them. intentionally. Yeah. yeah. And she just drops them off and it's not every meal. And I'm sure there are kids who do it every meal. So we're very thankful for that. But when it, when she makes that decision, it's really difficult to stop her. So all you have to do is remove everything that's in front of her. At home, we're 50-50 on whether or not. It, it purely depends on how easy the stuff is going to be to clean up. Well, and how what level of tired we are for the right. day. Let's just be honest. Like, But we try not to let her do that, even though she doesn't totally understand it yet, because it's just rude. Like, I... I know she doesn't know it's rude, but we don't throw food on the floor. Like you keep the food on our plate. You don't have to eat it, but you have to keep it on the table or in your belly. That's what I tell her. And so she, she starts doing this at the restaurant. I immediately remove everything in front of her, which then she gives me a scowl. And then she's like, oh no, I'm going to reach for it. And she's trying to climb out of her high chair and like climb all over and reach for stuff and get stuff, whatever. And like three times. Callie said, I'm going to take her out of her high chair and put her on my lap. I'm going to hold her. I'm going to whatever. And I said, give her a minute. And you're like, okay, I know. And then you would sit there and you, and I could oh see. Oh my God, I was like sweating. Cause the other thing is, is then she starts being vocal. So she's like, you she know, and it. my thing is I get so anxious about inconveniencing other people. And I don't want other people around us at restaurants to be like, oh my gosh, your kid is ruining my meal or I don't want to impact the experience of others. And you're ignoring it. Like your kid's being loud or your kid's banging on the table or whatever. Right. And I don't want that. Right. But I also want Ellie to know, because the lesson that that Jeff and I want to teach her is you need to sit in your seat when we're at a restaurant And you need to like learn how to behave. So by taking her out of the seat, I'm just like, oh, you can do whatever you want. And if you fuss, I'll take care of you. So I knew it was the wrong thing. But my instinct is just like, please don't scream. Please don't scream. Please. I'll like do whatever. Just please don't scream. And that's not the parenting approach that Jeff and I want to take. So, yeah, I was like sweating it out. But Jeff's like, give her a second. Let her like it's okay if one time she, you know. Like she yelled out at one point and we were just like Ellie. And then she like stopped. So. She was fine, but I could see on Callie's face. I panic. Panic combined with pain, combined with anxiety, and it turned out totally fine. And Ellie actually did a really, really great job being at the, the restaurant, and she did, did fine, um, with the exception of um, when the server was taking the order of the table behind us. For whatever reason, Ellie turned around and smacked her on the butt. <laughs> Um, and she didn't notice or she acted like she didn't notice. Oh, my God. Jeff and I were like, Ellie. Um, <laughs> but she just turned around. She's like, hello. Tap, tap, tap. Like, 
we we've taught her uh, before she could pat we taught her how to pat the dog like so she wouldn't like pull the dogs she, she would pat, 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 pat them so now she, <laughs> she pats everything she patted and the woman the server was like kind of close to our table and she like reached back to pat and then i grabbed her i'm like i know but anyways congratulations well Thank done you. i survived Thank you for listening to The Upside with Callie and Jeff. We love your messages and your feedback helps us create the best show for you. I woke up Monday morning and something happened that threw my entire day off, even though I was able to fix it in the first half of the day. I charge my phone every single night and I must have put it. It's one of the chargers that you put you know, you like set it up right and it sits on the charger. And I must've put it in wrong because I woke up on Monday and my battery was almost dead, yeah, which starts me off in kind of a panic, but I have one of those supercharger things. So I got to work, I plugged in the supercharger thing and it was fully charged by like three hours into my work day or like two hours. So it was, it was fine through my whole day off. You know what I just realized? What? You don't set a backup alarm anymore. No, I don't. You need to start setting a backup alarm because what if it doesn't charge and the battery died in the middle of the night? Then that would be a problem. But also a backup alarm would wake you up probably, which is why I don't set a backup alarm anymore. I'm trying to protect your sleep. I know, but you could turn the backup alarm off. Like, like if you get up at 315, right? Mm -hmm. And you lie in bed, you snooze twice. So that's like, what, three... 35. Yeah. Set the backup alarm for 345 and that's you'll get out of bed and turn it off. But you need to have an emergency alarm because if your phone died, not only would you not wake up, but nobody would be able to call you because that's the only way they might call me, but I wouldn't ring because my phone's off. Mm-hmm. Like it's muted, you know, whatever. Silent. Yeah. Do not dis- not do that, sir, but it's silent. Mm-hmm. You gotta have a backup alarm. Yeah. Oh my goodness. The person in the parking lot might have just been acknowledging you and saying, hey, how you doing? And they went on their way to their car. If you had honked at me, I would have decided to stay there all day long. Um, Move on. So many people take some kind of multivitamin and it's really, really difficult to choose the right one. You need high quality ingredients that your body is actually going to absorb, but you need to make it easy. Taking four, five, six different pills once or twice a day, not going to happen. AG1 from Athletic Greens is a tiny little micro habit with big benefits. It's a multivitamin in powder form. You mix it with eight ounces of water, give it a shake, drink it down. It's that easy to get all of your daily vitamins, supplements, mineral, all that good stuff right into your body. It is time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition, especially as we're in flu and cold season. Just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. You don't need a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. And right now, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash upside. Again, that's athleticgreens.com dot com slash upside to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. 
Hey, Jeff and Kelly, just wanted to chime in on a few things from the show. So for the tea, I've always been a sweet tea drinker. Like I've been drinking it since I was like two, but I mean, I drink mostly water, but I do like my sweet tea maybe once a day. Um, But with hot tea, I just, um, just in the last few years, I started drinking hot tea and I just get the Twinnings. Um, London English breakfast tea and I get it in the Keurig K-Pod and it's just black tea and I just use that and then I just add a little bit of sugar in it so it just basically tastes like a sweet hot tea and I just drink that every morning Um, and I don't really need it to wake up it's just a comfort warm thing for me so that's what I drink Um, next thing is I love the dad dad joke segment I think it's so cute I love the jokes I don't know I don't care how corny they are and I just love hearing Ellie laugh I love all baby laughs they make me so happy so keep it up I vote you keep it I hope you'll have an amazing day thank you for all you do bye hey Callie you're talking about not having noticed Ellie's molars and whether that makes you a bad mom um, I'm the parent of an 18-year-old and a 20-year-old. And I am here to tell you, girl, that you are going to have to give yourself some grace because um, there will be bigger mistakes. There will be things that you will say that you regret. There will be things you could say to you that make you wonder, you know, if you screwed up as a mom. Um, this gig comes already with so much guilt that um, give give yourself grace on, on the small things. Believe me, that does not make you a bad mom. Bye. Good morning, guys. I was calling at the um, big head situation with Ellie. I wanted to give you some peace of mind. My brother, my younger brother, when he was little, he had the biggest head. And my parents, well, it, my dad really would joke, and his like he would call my brother the head. Um, he is about to get his PhD in like biomedical nanochemistry, engineering, space. I don't know all the things. We're super proud of him. He's the smartest one in the family. Um, so Ellie, Ellie's gonna do great things with that with that cute little big head of hers. Bye, guys. Honey, you have all these great ideas, and you even know how to start. But how much longer you gonna wait before you do? How long you gonna let that fear keep on holding you back? How long you gonna wait? Honey, time ain't gonna wait on you. Okay, you deserve to dream, right? But even more than that, you deserve to make the dreams come to pass. How much longer you gonna wait, baby? <laughs> 